0: We need the anointing of God. The anointing is that divine enablement of the Holy Ghost or the power of God to operate and function in our life. And some of us men need the anointing of God on our life to really be a father. We need the anointing of God in our life. Some of us business people, we need an anointing. You can go through the motion. And I don't want to go through the motion. You should want to be anointed. You're listening to the Anointed Leadership Podcast with Terry Lynn Scott. Subscribe today to start cultivating more leadership anointing in your life. Now here's your host, Terry Linscott. Hey everybody, welcome to the Anointed Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Linscott. I am so grateful that you're joining me today. Uh, If you'll do me a favor before we get into the content, uh, hit the subscribe button if this helps you. If it adds value to your life, share it with some of your friends. And if you don't mind, leave me a comment or review on any platform that you are uh, listening to this on or watching it on. We really great uh, we greatly appreciate your support. We're grateful that we have uh, some content that would add value to your life. And as I said, this is the Anointed Leadership Podcast, where we are asking God to get in our life, on our life, and work through our life to accomplish mm-hmm. His purpose in and through us. Amen. Uh, Today, I'm so excited to have one of my closest friends, James Randolph, with me. Uh, We're going to be doing an interview with him uh, as a second-tier leader uh, to a global minister uh, that is my pastor, Dr. Mark T. Barclay out of Midland, Michigan. And so I just want you to welcome with me, James. Welcome, man. Thanks for joining me today and uh, having a few moments of conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. This is powerful stuff. Uh, uh,
0: Well needed. Amen. Amen. You know, James and I Uh, we are, we've been great friends for 10 or 12 years. I mean, really close friends, one of my best friends. And, uh, you know, some things that we joke about is we didn't get to, uh, we chose ministry, right? We didn't, (laughs) we chose it. We didn't get to be born into it. And so we're called the chosen ones. That's what our wives love to to talk to us about. So our wives are PKs, preacher's kids. They were both born into ministry. And uh, but again, we've chose it, and yeah. so we've got some amazing women in our lives. And yes, we uh, do. but you know, there's a Bible verse that talks about iron sharpens iron. So does one man sharpen the another, and the countenance of one. And I can honestly tell you that James has been that iron in my life. He's been a part of uh, shaping me, sharpening me, uh, helping me. You know, while I was a second tier minister, and now I'm the senior pastor. He's still that great friend that iron sharpens iron, and I'm grateful for our friendship, yeah. man. So. And Again, I appreciate you being here. So, uh, James, do me a favor, man. Just tell the audience uh, who you are, where you come from, how did you get to become a leader today, and and yeah. a little bit about that. So,
1: well, you know, I, uh, in brief, uh, you, as you know, my testimony is very long, but in brief, uh, you know, I I was raised in a in a uh, very dark area. Mother of uh, four children, you know, tried to uh, do her best to raise me. Um, and living in the streets most of my life. I was raised in, you know, drugs, alcohol, uh, you know, pretty bad lifestyle, and then transitioning into incarceration and and on and off most of my life. And um, to the point where, you know, I did end up doing a 10-year stretch, as you know. But I met Jesus while incarcerated. Somebody had been bold enough to share the love of God with me. And um, from that, you know, uh, going to Bible school while incarcerated, getting out, um, connecting with uh, my pastor, uh, my man of God. Yeah. And then um, the Lord actually, while in church, the Lord showed me who my wife was going to be, and she's my wife yeah, to this come day. On, man. And uh, 27 years later, four children, four beautiful grandchildren. Come on. Come Congratulations. On. Um, you know, faithfulness, consistency, um, a lot of fighting, uh, fighting life through, a lot yeah. of. Uh, learning, a lot of stretching, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of that. But um, going from that to where I'm at today wouldn't change nothing. You know, I'm a blessed man. God has uh, um, been using me all around the country, all around the world um, in in leadership, doing different things, and and blessing me with good friends like yourself. So. I'm a grateful man today.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. So you said a couple of things. As I know, some of our listeners, they don't know you were incarcerated. And, and I think a lot of times people feel that because of their past, it hinders their future. And yeah. the fact that you now work for... You know, who is your father-in-law? Uh, my pastor is also your pastor. He's a global leader. He's not yeah. just a pastor, but he's a leader to other leaders. He, he don't just talk to church folk. He works yeah. in the political realm. He works in business realm. And so he's a leader globally, not just in the United States. And so I think it's an amazing thing that everybody needs to understand that our past doesn't define us. No. But it's what Christ does on the inside of us yeah. that should define us. And when we get a hold of him... His purpose in our life is what it's all about and the anointing on our life that that causes us to become yeah. successful in every area of our life. So yeah. I'm glad, man. I'm glad that that happened for you. And I'm glad that you are where you are today. And I'm, yeah. I'm grateful again for our, our, our friendship as we Amen. move through life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So, you know, when I think about Dr. Barkley, when I think about um, your life and where you're at and you're a traveling minister as well, you you were actually on a, a small tour doing some preaching and different churches and you stop by just to say hi. And, yeah. uh, but tell me about, you know, you work for a global leader yeah. and, uh, that's your, like, that's your daytime job, if you will yeah. kind of talk to me a little bit about what you do for Dr. Barkley. Okay.
1: I, um, well, I oversee his righteous preachers network. Um, just one hat that I wear. Um, I oversee the, the partner program. I oversee the local church uh, mostly my wife and I, um, that entails you, I've been in youth ministries for at least 25 years. Um, that entails, uh, children's ministry nurseries. We oversee it all. Um, we have a life team that we have developed and they're young leaders coming up that help us do leadership stuff and do ministry. And so, um, but on the global level, it's mostly the righteous preachers network. Um, you know, in, in Proverbs uh, 27, where it talks about knowing the state of your flock, yeah. you know, that, that, that's been you know, the eye open epiphany where I'm at today, uh, realizing coming through this pandemic, kind of figuring out, wow, you're, you're a pastor, James, to, um, you know, hundreds, if not thousands yeah, of preachers sure. around the world. You know, I, I work with missionaries. Uh, I work with pastors that are called to the mission field. So it goes. It goes. The the tentacles go far and deep. And to be able to uh, be that communicator between them and Dr. Barclay yeah. is very crucial. Sure. And um, I I don't take light of what I do. I think it's very uh, very important. Um. And and uh, I'm I'm very grateful. Yeah. So having gratitude. To propel me forward is a, is a good thing. Yeah, so, so
0: that's awesome. So what, you, what you're doing is you're doing your own ministry, but you still work for oh, yeah. Dr. Barclay, and you have a lot of hats. And so you yeah. understand what second-tier leadership looks like. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think in the church world, we call the second-tier leaders like Ministry of Helps. Yeah. I, we, we believe, you and I, we completely believe in the Ministry of Helps. We are products yeah. of the Ministry of Helps. Talk to me about, real quick, why do you feel— for such a, a man of god like Dr. Barkley what the importance of that second tier leader is to his life why do you feel that your role is such an importance to his life
1: well i don't really believe that he could do what he does without me mm. you know i know he knows the value in that that's why he raised me up yeah that's why he believed god for men like me cuz there you know there was a lot of men that probably came into scope for dawn for a husband yeah. that he probably would have picked believe me he didn't want to pick me he, ch- he tried to chase me <laughs> off four Come times on. ex-convict yeah. you know <laughs> coming out of prison yeah. um but it, it's he he's seen something in me mm. and this is what every leader needs to see in a second tier leadership and this, this is what they're looking for um the humility mm. humbling themselves um or how fast are they willing to get rid of their pride yeah. how fast are they willing to, to crush the arrogance as a man, we yeah. all carry this, yeah. and especially as Christian men, when you get the word of faith in you, there's almost a, a cockiness. Sure, there's almost a arrogance in that, uh, of it, and that self-confidence can bleed into that. But um, this this second tier leadership thing is so important because it brings the base structure, it it brings the base strength um, to the man of God. He can't do what he does without a second tier leadership. Right um and that's you know you you heard me just a minute ago saying all the things that we orchestrate well he's trained me up he's raised me up to 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 counsel people to deal with people biblically and so he don't he he shouldn't be involved in that unless it's a, a life or death situation i shouldn't be delivering this to his plate so he's freed up to do what to hear more from god to To deal with the masses, so when he does his conferences, or when he has you know uh key leaders that are coming to him in political leaders and and you know different you know municipal people in the city, yeah. they come to him, yeah. and so when they do that, he's freed up, he has that time uh to be able to handle that or to be able to uh, take that sure. uh, crisis on, if you would yeah. um, because he can be confident knowing that a guy like me has paid the price. Um, he's proved. I've been proven through his system in co- in God, yeah. And and it's uh, it's it's just well needed, man. It's uh, <laughs> um, I, I get excited thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, so I can tell, man. Yeah. I can <laughs> tell, and I appreciate that. Yeah. You know,
0: as he's my pastor, so I know that because people like you back at his home base are taking care of things that he can help me yeah. as a pastor. So it's always a cool thing. So I think when you think of second tier leadership, the importance of that, from what I heard you say. Like what I, what I extracted from that information was my job as a second tier leader is to remove a burden off of the leadership, leader's oh, yeah. life so they can be more productive yep. in the primary or the priority things that
1: they should be doing. Yeah, I, I think that he gets clarity uh, because knowing that I'm taking care of the, the what everybody would seem uh, label as the mundane yeah. or the minute things uh, because they're getting taken care of um, I don't need everybody to know that I do all this stuff. You know what I mean? I don't have to be in the limelight. I know that I'm called to do this. Yeah. I know that I, and that's, so he knows that he knows that I know that so he can be confident sure. in getting his stuff done. Do I drop the ball periodically? Have many a times, yeah. you know, but the fact of the matter is, um, when you're, when you're growing in this and you're learning this and you're understanding this, um, keeping the understanding of knowing the importance of this is very, is, does that make sense? Yeah, it's absolutely. Very, it's very vital. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people lose sight of that in their in their walk and in in their climb. Um, you know him. Um, a lot of people might know him that uh, that are hearing us, and maybe they don't. But there's a gentleman I was privy to be introduced to, and his name was Barry Tubbs. And he he's Brother Copeland's right-hand man. Hmm. And um, I was honored to be able to sit with him many a times and talk with him. And he preached at our church uh, being number two and is being number one. Wow. And it was powerful. Um, if you if you can ever extract that message somewhere down the line, it, it's a powerful message. But uh, being able to draw off him and learn from his perspective, this is a, as back in the day, this is young. I was a young man of God. And learning this, um, it, he deposited something in me, teaching me some things. I don't always feel this way, mm. you know. I'm right now. We're talking about it, and we're excited about it, and we love. But you know, you can't operate in help's ministry under underneath feelings. Yeah, it has to be you know, you know, you know, you know, because that's what's going to get you through. because yeah. there's going to be some dark times, and there's going to be some times where you don't understand, Come and on. Yeah. Y- you don't understand why things are being said. You don't understand why things are, why you're being treated. You get, the list can go on because your feelings are involved. Sure. But when you start off, and if you keep that written down, knowing that this is who I am, this is where I, this is where I'm to stay, yeah. and this is where I belong, and 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 that that shows your worth and that shows your importance. I don't always have. To, I'm I'm the type of person. I got enough zeal and passion. I don't always have to reflect back on my worth. A lot yeah. of people do, you know, because I I really am worth nothing. And you know what I mean. I I it's it's nothing that I do, nothing that I say, but it's all about Christ. Yeah. And because, and if you live that life, I think that's what really pulled me into alignment with Dr. Barclay. Yeah. Um, just being serious, you know, sure. and, and, and him seeing and knowing that, that I have this passion. All he's got to do, it's like wildfire. Yeah. Wildfire is better than no fire at Come all. Come on. You know, you got nothing, man. If it's nothing, it's nothing. You can't even, you know, it's wet. You can't even get, but fire you can you can control, you know. And I think that's what a lot of times he feels like with me. You know, as as my pastor, I'm just saying from my perspective. I look back and I, I think, man, was he just trying to control this thing? Because I get radical, I get excited. The fact that I get to work in the kingdom of God, yeah. the fact that I get to have friends like yourself, and I get to, you know, do anything in the kingdom of God, you're keeping that gratitude. Yeah, staying humble. Sure, Amen. that's good stuff. Yeah. You
0: know, those of you that are are listening and watching, we just dropped an episode. On being number two and enjoying life, and I would challenge you to go back and listen to that one because James uh, hit on a lot of those things about what it means to be number two, knowing your role, understanding those things, yeah. taking uh, burdens off of the plate, those types of things, and enjoying number two. Yeah. You know, you got to enjoy it, and I can tell that you enjoy helping your your leader in your in their life. You you talked about some things in there, and I just want to ask this question because when you talk about removing some burdens off of Uh, the leader and Mm -hmm. letting them do what they what they want to do i'm getting ready to drop an episode uh here in the next one or two episodes is going to be having the heart of your leader coming out of numbers chapter 11 where the lord came down and took the spirit of moses and put it upon 70 elders and the whole goal was that they would remove they would deal with the burdens of the people so that moses could do with greater things so we know what leadership looks like in that so talk to me about that importance of how how you gained the heart of Dr. Barkley and how important that is to Dr. Barkley for you to have his heart so he can trust the vision
1: to you. Well, you, you, you said the number one thing, trust. You know, I, I, a minute ago, I was sharing about <clears throat> the things that I do for Dr. Yeah. Barkley. Now, I'm going to share some things that nobody knows about that I do. I mean, this is first time airing ever talking about some of these things. You know them because you're my best friend, but yeah. you know, I take care of a lot of personal things for him. And I count that as an honor. You know, I'm, I'm close to this man of God. I know him in the flesh. I know him in the spirit. You know what I mean? I, he's, he's really the only father figure I have, but he's not my dad. Yeah. You know, he's my, he's my father-in-law. And I got to keep them things in perspective. But I take care of his lawn. I take care of his hot tub. I, anything that at his house that I can help with, I do. I, I take care of his cars. I, I, you know what I mean. I, I do a lot of things. So you're you're talking about a full time job. Yeah. You know, I'm talking about this is in between. You know, uh, being a husband to my w- wife and being a father to my children and taking care of because the Bible says you have yeah. to take care of your home base first. And, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of a demand. Uh, I work for a man of God who's demanding. I got a cell phone um, that he pays for and he wants it on all the time. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, (laughs) I'm kind of nervous right now that he might call in the middle of this podcast, (laughs) but it's happened. I've been preaching and he calls and he says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm preaching. And he said, why are you answering your phone? And I said, because I work for you, (laughs) 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 uh, you know, but I love that. I love that, that he, he knows he needs me you know and and i think there's an appreciation there and it and it gives me strength yeah. and so i but i need his heart and i and i've i've will if you if you get got a second i'll share yeah, this testimony during a leadership conference um back in 2013 i believe it was every time i've gotten a word from god through my prophet dr mark t barclay i i knew it i just knew it i would tell my wife during a conference i'm getting a word tonight and she's like how do you know and it would be minutes later, James, come up here. Mm. And it would just it would just kind of mind-boggle her. But I just knew by the Spirit of God. When you're in tune with the man of God because you have his heart, I yeah. believe that that's part of it. Um, this particular time, I didn't know. It just kind of blindsided me. And I, I was like, James who? He's calling James. James who? And he's looking right at me, Randolph, get up here. So I got up there, and he prophesied a double portion. He said only I'm the only one that knows this, the Lord said. And I'm telling you right now. And he said, God told me that you're getting a double portion of my anointing. Wow. Well, I felt something that day. A lot of people, a lot of times I've gotten words and I didn't feel anything, but I felt a deposit go in me that day Hmm. as a double portion for the prophetic and and, and that mantle that is on his life. And I've always wanted that. I needed it. It was more than a want. It was a need. And I think that I proved to God Not just my man of God, but I proved to God in my faithfulness, in my consistencies. Don't, you know, I could sit and go, I could, we could go do like six podcasts for hours on, on my mistakes. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you, you you, you know, you got to be willing to make mistakes,
0: man, to have the
1: heart of the man of God. He knows that he knows. Don't you think he made mistakes? Right. And under his man of God, yeah. and so when he's when he's training you and when he's testing you, there's a lot of times he probably when you drop the ball and he's dealing with you when you leave, he probably snarks about it and just kind of chuckles <laughs> and is like, man, I remember those like, days, on, you yeah. know. But it's it's you going through it, and improving yourself. How are you going to handle it? How are you going to come out of it? So having that heart is very, 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 very vital. And and uh, I guess for me uh, to maintain that is faithfulness to my relationship with the Lord. Yeah. Faithfulness to Him first, and no matter what, brings about that, that, I, that I deserve. Mm. I don't even know if that's the right word, but that, that I really want the man of God's heart on this issue, sure. in this subject, whether it's pastoring, whether it's taking his car to get the oil changed, whether it's going to get him a coffee. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. Going to pick up suits, it doesn't matter. Yeah. or Whether we're just going out to hang out. It doesn't matter having the heart of the man of God, being able to know, always being keen to what's going on around you. Yeah. You know, uh, I, we talk about this a lot, and that's that's the heart of the Helps Ministry. It is that's the heart of second tier leadership, and it, you can't do this. You can do it in the knowledge, but you're going to mess it all up. Sure. You're going to mess it up for the next the young people coming up behind sure. you um, because they got to see you can only you can only catch the heart of this. It, it It can't be taught yeah, It can't be
0: taught. I agree with that. you yeah. can't you can't teach it because there's no way people can go through a checklist, yeah, but you can tell the attitude in which they do it is not a heartfelt. It's just I have to. But when you get the heart of the leader, is what mm-hmm. I hear. You, I know you, and I know I know that your whole intention is to remove a burden, so go get a, 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 some suits at a cleaner or going and buy a coffee. if he don't have to go do it. Because he would he needs to do something else or would rather do something else, it's a heart
1: driven yeah, not an educational or intellectual driven you said something and you just said a word, and it's called attitude mm. um, your attitude will make or break you yeah it, it'll it'll change the course of your life um and you know i I've had to call you several times as a friend help me bro I got an attitude yeah. and and that's what's that's the beauty of having real relationships sure. people man- to man stuff and and in second tier you need that um you got to have people that you Hats can trust it. that you can that can be around you that are that are willing to stand for righteousness for, for right living yeah. because I, I, I walk with a man of god who walks in righteousness and when when you don't understand when when misunderstanding comes your way and and your attitude will either deflect or it'll it'll ingest yeah and so it'll it'll digest mm. and it'll if you get meditating on things for too long It'll get in your spirit, yeah. and you, you'll lose the heart of the man of God. You can actually lose the heart, and then you'll get into the knowledge of, and now you're functioning back on the list, the checklist. And um, sometimes I see people never get back. Hmm. I, I've seen people in, in, in second tier, they lose the heart of their man of God, and they, they never get it. They, 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 they end up drifting away. Wow. And, and it hurts me because that, that man of God needed that person, yeah. and they, they know it. Yeah. And uh but if they can't if they can't cut the cake, man, you you know, you can't take a little bit of verbiage, you can't take a little bit of abrasiveness, then uh you gotta build up thick skin being in second tier ministry. You cause this is the real deal. Yeah. I think this is where the real faith walk was. You know, you think about Stephen in the Bible Mm. and you think about Timothy. You know, he was close to Paul, but look what he endured. Um look at look what he did when everybody else was bailing on Paul he would show up. Paul would write him a letter and he'd be there. He would take care of his need. He was just a young man, but he was, he was not only pastor in the church, but he was taking care of his man of God while he was in prison. Yeah. And you know, I think a lot of times we gotta, we got to realize and keep our focus waking up every day, knowing that, that my man of God needs me. Hmm. How am I? And, and see, I think we lose sight because you can get into the mundane. You can get into the flow in second-tier leadership of just doing this um, out of the natural. Yeah. Keeping it anointed, keeping it, hmm. keeping the presence of God in this thing. No, that, that's the only way. Yeah, the only
0: way to keep the, what I I believe the only way to keep that that attitude, the negative attitude, is staying in the anointing. Yeah,
1: that that's it.
0: I believe it with that's all my heart. It.
1: That's it. That's the key, and it's a it's such a practical principle yeah. um, that I think people miss it. They overthink it a lot of times. There's so many people that should be in second tier leadership. Yeah. They overthink. Um, these practical things, God has made things so practical and so easy that 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 there should be an army of people waiting to jump into second yeah. tier leadership. And yeah. instead, they want to jump the fence and be the pastor. come on yeah. um, that's, that's a, a whole other that's a whole nother podcast right <laughs> there, is. man.
0: you know, I, I just really love everything that's coming from your heart. and those of you that are uh, watching, listening, wherever you're listening from. You know, this is this is real stuff. This is real leadership talk right here, in my opinion, and what it means to be second tier leader. You know, this is a lot of what James is talking about. Is the my heart is where I came from. I came from the serving, and I still serve. My mm-hmm. my I'm the senior pastor of the church, but my in laws, just like your in laws, your leader, they're still authority to my life, and I still help them every chance awesome. I can. You know, yeah. and it's because I love them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm dedicated and committed to, to God first, but honoring those that are over me. And so, you know, my, my mother-in-law, Pastor Marty, she come by the house the other day and said, Hey, something's wrong with my car. My husband's gone. Can you look at it? Absolutely. I, before I did anything, I went down to look at the yeah. car. And I think those are little details that yeah. even though they're not in that leadership role in the mm-hmm. church anymore, they're still a leader in my life. And I'm always in my mind a second tier leader yeah. to them. Yeah. You know, even though I'm a first tier leader now, I'm yeah. the senior, but I still have the heart mm-hmm. to help them, and and because of what they've invested into me so yeah. much in my life. And so, you know, as you're as you're listening today and watching, James has put out some great stuff. Uh, if you'll just sit and extract what he's saying, because I believe it'll help you in your leadership. This is a man that helps a global leader. He's not just. A, a, I don't. I don't want to demean or degrade the word. Ju- the pastor, just a pastor, but we're not talking about somebody that is, is pastoring only a church. He's pastoring global yeah, leaders thousands and pastors, thousands yeah. of pastors and yeah, helping thousands of people. Yes, uh, and got a great demand on his life. And you're yes. and you're helping him while you're still doing some of your own your own ministry. And that's a great thing. You know, we've got a few moments here. I want to ask this other question because I think it's a, it's a vital question. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you're a son-in-law, I'm a son-in-law, you know, Felix is on my, he's here in the studio with us. He's a son-in-law and we're all three in this room. You know, we chose ministry. We We didn't get born into it, but as second tier leaders, the spirit of familiarity sets in mm. so quickly. I'm getting ready to drop another podcast on beating the, the the spirit of familiarity in your yeah, teams. You. Uh, have you ever, and, and I know the answer is yes, because yeah. we all battle it. But as you've battled through familiarity, mm. being the in-law that not only sees the leader, the pastor, but he's also dad. Yeah. He's also grandpa. He's also a, uh, you know, a boss in so many years. How have you, effectively beat this spirit in your life thus far because it's not like you're over with it mm-hmm. and how is familiarity if you didn't beat it how could it have it destroyed you what's your thoughts on that that's that familiarity
1: well it's uh i believe it's the number one thing taking people out of the body of christ mm-hmm. and especially second tier leadership you know um back up a little bit in our in our in our last uh little conversation seconds and minutes ago um you know, we, are, we, were, we chose this. Yeah. You were just saying that. We chose this, and we did. And there's a lot of, of PKs, preachers, kids, that have been told that they have to do this, mm. and um, they don't want to do this. Yeah. But I believe if they're hearing today, they're, they're still called, and they have to choose it. There's, there's something in the choice. Yeah. If you make the choice, and it's with the attitude thing. Um, I've been around a lot of PKs, and um, they're there because they have to be. Mm. They're there because—and it, and it turns into a, almost a tyrant leadership, as we yeah. talked about uh, in, in many conversations. But um, this, you know, taking it back to the of familiarity, um, I, I think that there's so many people— battling this and don't even realize it, yeah. you know, and, and it's heart-wrenching for one. And I, maybe this podcast will bring a lot of light to that, but you got to search your own mind. You got to search your own life. Um, I started on a spirit, soul, and body thing through this whole pandemic yeah. thing. And I want to know, even in this hour, what is what is James Randolph battling? And, and I'm realizing the number one thing is the center of familiarity. Mm. Now, my father-in-law is a dad to me. The yeah. Lord called me to him and said, you come here and I'll father you through that man from the pulpit. And I never knew at the time that I would be, you know, married to his daughter. I never knew that that I would be in the family, and that one day he would tell me to call him dad. You know, I didn't know that. But as it grew into that, I had to make decisions. Do I want that familiarity? Um, you know, I, and I don't. And so I I keep my hat on. He's my pastor. Yeah. He was called here I, many a times. The Lord's had to correct me and said, "Hey, what are you doing? Why are you going to him for advice? Mm-hmm. Why are you going to him for fatherly advice?" I told you to get in your seat in, in church, in the sanctuary, and I will father you through that man. And and that sounds kind of weird, but when he's preaching that message, the answers come by the come Holy on. Ghost yeah. for me to help my wife, for me to help my children, yeah. for me to help myself, you know? And it's pushing back that sin of familiarity. It's every single day. It's it's. We have a motto, my wife and I: one step at a time, one day at a That's time. Awesome. Because this this is how the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy by the sin of familiarity. I really believe this. This is where the little eleven comes in. When you get so familiar with your man or woman of God that you're you're calling them by first name, mm. or you're patting them on the back, or when you're hanging out at a at a family outing or something, and it's now it's bud, mm. you know, hey buddy. You know, it, ooh, I get a chill and almost yeah. a pit in my stomach just saying that, yeah. because you have to esteem, not not worship, not pedestalize, right? Not idolize. Yeah, you have to esteem exactly. your leader, and you keep them in that place. And it's 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 a very to me it's not really difficult um, to do, but it's the battle to, to doing it, and the battle is real. It's a real battle, and it has to be done every single day. Um, you literally have to get the word out and slice this thing and, and just kill this spirit. Because if it don't get on you, it's a familiar spirit. Familia. It's a, a, a Latin word for familiar, being so familiar. Yeah. Family. Um, the the whole family thing. You, you can set back. If you're not dealing with it, you can set back and know that it's working through yeah. your wife. If, you're, if you can't see it working through your wife, watch your children. And if, you, if you're keen to the spirit, which I've developed that, that, that keenness over the years, that you look back and you can see it going through yeah. what child it's working through. You know when to bind it. You know when to curse that thing and get it out of your life. Come you on. know when to plead the blood. And, and it literally, it's like weightlifting. It's like exercising. You know, it's like every day you're going to do a different routine, but you're going after the same mm-hmm. thing. And that's destroying this familiar spirit. Yeah. And, you know, I, I would say it's very vital in, in second-tier leadership. Um, just because of that um, that relationship thing. And, and it helps you be able to beat down the attitude. Yeah. Um, overcoming this spirit. And, and really, I think there's people listening. I don't think I know there's people listening that their eyes are opening and realizing that they've been so familiar with their pastor, wow. and, and, and it's really it's hitting their heart right now, yeah. all you have to do is repent. Yeah. All you have to do is just really give your heart to Christ right now and say, Lord, forgive me, and then repent to your pastor. Yeah. Go to your pastor and say, I realized something. And I, and obviously we'd encourage them to get my pastor's book, yeah. uh, The pitfalls of familiarity. Yeah, avoiding the pitfalls. Yeah, they're avoiding them uh, like at all costs, <laughs> you know. And, and it really it's a back to these practical principles. This is one of the things that is very vital, but yet very practical. Sure. God made it this way; it's designed this way, and it and it becomes easier because you're more aware of, yeah. It and you stay aware of; you stay alert. Uh, the Bible says to be alert in these last hours, to be yeah. wise as a serpent you know uh that's me i'm I'm coming on the scene i want i want i want to pay attention and i want to walk in these practical principles being able to destroy this thing but it's you know over my life terry i look back and i see so many times where this thing has seeped in Hmm. and it's tried to destroy me and it broke me down and it and it literally crushed me to the ground yeah but i realized humbleness humility. That's where I started. Humble yourself. You humble yourself. You get on your face before God. You repent and God will raise you back up. And, and you'll realize once again that you have the heart of your pastor and your pastor's not holding it against you, mm. Um, you that you're beating this thing down and you got to be willing to be proven, sure. tested and tried. Yeah. So gotta that's be good preaching. stuff, man.
0: <laughs> you're a preacher. That's yeah, what amen. happens when We're, you ask him a question, man. On, man. So I appreciate that. I really, really do. You know, I, I really believe that In all of our lives, familiarity sets in, you know, and if we're not careful, that thing, it it gets so close to us that we don't even realize that we're familiar, you know, and, uh, but I am dropping a podcast on how to beat it, because I believe it has to be beat, not just in our homes, in our churches, but on our teams, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you're an organization, or you're a church, familiarity sets in, we become complacent, we lazy, lethargic, because uh, it is what it is, that's just, So we're going to deal with it. And I appreciate you sharing your heart today. So, you know, as we close today, I I really, uh, I do appreciate your friendship. I appreciate you taking time with me and doing this. And to those of you that are are listening or watching, you know, James is an amazing guy. He's an amazing man that God's brought from the streets of, of hell, basically, yeah. you know, incarcerated yeah. to now he's a leader in the kingdom of God. He has his own traveling ministry uh, and he works for one of the greatest men that I know is Dr. Mark T. Barclay and, and is in second tier leadership. And so I, I hope that you took some things that he said today uh, when you have a demand on your life in leadership uh, that you need the anointing. Yeah. That without the anointing, all of this is difficult. It's doable, but it's difficult and it's really hard to really stay the course and be completely successful and uh, but the anointing of God is more important than anything in our life. And so as, as I've said, this is the anointed leadership podcast, and this is where we've asked God to get in us and work through us to accomplish his purpose in our life. And again, I am grateful that you took some time with us uh, to listen to what God's doing through James Randolph and his wife, Dawn and through my pastor in that ministry. And so uh, until next time I call you blessed and I pray that this, this has added value to you. If it has, I'd ask that you just share this, subscribe to it, leave a comment or a a brief, uh, uh, some thoughts down on any platform that you're listening to this to. Uh, Till next time, I call you blessed and may the anointing of God get on you and work through you to accomplish his purpose in your life. Connect with Terry on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts to help this message reach more people so together we can create anointed leaders all over the world. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we're believing God with you and for you that whatever you put your hand to will prosper in Jesus' name.